Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Welcome back to yet again. Happens every week. Another episode of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark, and I'm Jeff. And uh, man, what a day! I say what I say it? this podcast happens every week. Uh, it, it happens unless unless we happen, and then and then sometimes it doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, it's a thing or two about a, a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Um, I'm really pumped for our guest. Um, long time coming. Uh, Can I ask you something? I can't believe what happened today. Like it was meant to be. What wait has been longer? Getting him on the podcast or getting his airplane delivered? (laughs) I think uh, uh, both would add up to a decade. Yeah. Actually, that's that's not super far off. People have murdered people and got out of jail sooner than uh, that's true. And how long we've and, you know, it's it's tough because, you know, we have the Pit Viper Prince here and I love the name. But then we had Adam's reviews on and he's a Pit Viper wearing guy. And yeah. um, I mean, Pit Viper King just doesn't come off the tongue right, right? No, Pit Viper Prince sounds so much better. There can only be one, right? So sorry, Adam. We love you, but there's only one. There's only one Pit Viper Prince. Yeah. <laughs> there can be only he one. Be the, he could be the Pit Viper Princess. That's not a bad idea. Princess. Yeah. But I actually, it's, I don't know if our listeners are going to like this podcast because I got to talk to Alon about really some personal stuff. I, um, um, you can see me on video right now. I recently, have obtained a mustache. Yes, you have a mustache. And I'm getting a lot of like, I wouldn't call it negative feedback, but like people don't know what to say and they get like really awkward and they're kind of rude. But um, it's almost like I feel not violated. You know, like I kind of feel like I guess how a girl would feel if she got a boob job and and guys just stare at their tits and just say something awkward. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's kind of why I feel judged. <laughs> you feel <laughs> you feel you feel judged. My eyes are up here. My yeah, I'm here. I'm here. But like, you know, like, oh Jeff, you look like a cop, which I don't mind. That's a cop. I'll, I was uh, you know, if I get pulled over, I'll just tell them, hey, hey man. Um what's, what's up, brother? I'm I'm with you guys, you know, and they're like, Oh, sure, obviously. Your stash says it also. Have a nice day. Yeah, keeps beating. Um, so I've been called a cop, um, and then all the way to the other end, I've been called a pedophile. But I, I don't think I look like a pedophile. I mean, do pedophiles all have mustaches? I don't know. You know I, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I feel like a pedophile, like that, that kind of like um, mo, whatever you want to call it, like lanky, like shaggy hair, thin mustache, and weird. Like I'm kind of I'm I'm a little buff. I have no hair yeah. and it's a bush. 
So like I, 80s porn star is what I'm about right now. I feel like I could definitely pass for an 80s porn star. You're pulling it off. And I'm not even shit. I got I got the scrub. I got the five o'clock shadow. Well, it's two days and five o'clock shadow. But yeah, I want to talk to Alon about his mustache. And I'm curious what people say to him because he he's got a great stash. Yeah, but let's also like, can we just paint a picture of Alon? Like for those that don't know Alon and a little bit, I'm painting a picture because I don't know him personally, just know him peripherally through social media and we, he and i have talked several times and have been like facebook friends or whatever for a long time and um i i love and respect him a lot freaking phenomenal pilot so this is going to be a fun episode but i i want to i want to tell everybody what i think alon looks like on a given day right i'm thinking miami vice white suit jacket pop collar right a really loud collared shirt half half unbuttoned right like like right to the center of his rib cage up is unbuttoned, right? Just a, I'm talking a Dominican bush on, on the top of his chest. Like I'm l- like dense, lushed, lush hair forest, right? Yeah. Coming out of that I mean, shirt and a yeah. set of pit vipers on. And he's just walking around like, where's my MX? Where's my MX? Hey, where's my he MX? Could pass for, he could pass for so many things. He could be like an 80s Spanish uh, pop star. Yeah. He could pass for the Dosecchi's like grandson. Yeah. He could pass for um anything. anything. Yeah. And he's a he's he's a jack of all trades, um, and a master of many. Um he's he's an avid cooker. So we're definitely gonna talk about food. That's what I'm saying. People are not gonna like this pot. I, I hate to say it. dude, people love it. food. I can't I can't so we I'm I'm super excited to talk about food, but I'm really <laughs> excited, really excited to talk about the MX. Getting his getting his MX2 because um, spoiler alert everybody uh, his MX2 got delivered to Southeast Arrow this morning. Um, I'm really excited to talk about that. I'm really excited to talk about the process because obviously he flew the Giles, so we got to talk about flying the Giles. Um, and, and he did some great things with that G202, you know. And to move into another two seater, arguably, uh, I mean, we talked about this on the last podcast, the most capable two seat aerobatic monoplane ever built and to this i mean it's absolutely 100 percent a top contender and unlimited as a two-seater and it's the only one in its class so uh that's gonna be really fun to talk about because i think i think that's a lane um that you know is not it's it's or it's a market that's not tapped enough yeah right uh so that'll be really fun to talk about kind of the rationale and, and why he picked that and and that process it's been a process man and, and he listens for i mean he, he's got a a, uh, a place for Creek where he lives i mean he's he's living all of our dreams at once yeah yes. yeah should we should we pull him out of the green room and and get him on i don't know i'm like depressed now because i'm so jealous oh whatever <laughs> we can we can uh i mean he is canceled still even though we're bringing him on the, the podcast he is still technically canceled. Yeah. Um, you know, and and you know, we can just keep him canceled. You know, we don't have to be so. jealous. We'll just keep him canceled. Yeah, I think so. Well, he can earn it. We'll see how it goes today. We'll see how it goes today. All right. Yeah. Let's uh let's bring him on and 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 uh we'll uh we're gonna hit him with the hard questions right away. Just just get into <laughs> it. Fresh out of the green room, will you please tell the audience who's gracing us with his presence today? We have the one, 
maybe the only Alana Aguayo, Pit Viper Prince, not the king. We've decided that you cannot be king. Um, it just doesn't flow, right? Pit Viper King? I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't feel doesn't right now. Good. It doesn't feel no. right. Pit, Pit Viper um, Prince really has a has a nice ring to it. <laughs> oh, well, thanks and, for having uh, me, guys. And we nominated Adam as the Pit Viper Princess. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he aware of this he, will he is be. now <laughs> oh adam oh man so what's going on man how's florida you're in florida right now right yeah it's uh it's nice nice and sunny right now 72 degrees Ooh. so we were just uh eating outside and it was great oh cool man yeah we yeah. mark and i were talking and i don't know if our listeners are going to really like this podcast because I guess we could talk about me. aviation a little bit, that too. But <laughs> you know, like you and I and, and Mark are big foodies. Um, it, number one, I just you can see in the video on that I have a mustache now, so I want to talk to you about the mustache world and yeah, just a lot. Of, a there's a lot of negativity world. in the mustache world. Tell me about of, it. I'm, I'm not allowed to have one anymore. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> can we just get it right into this, Mark? Do you mind? You know what? All right, Mark, Mark, do you have anything to talk about in this segment, or is it um, just going to be <laughs> Jeff? And I, I mean, I don't have a mustache now, so uh, I guess I could, talk about, I could talk about not having one. But no, you guys, you know what? I'll sit back. You guys, you guys talk about uh, you guys. You guys talk about those little calipitos you guys got on. All right. So what, what do you need to know, Jeff? So I have. I don't have a problem because I I'm uh, comfortable with myself, and I think I I I'm liking the mustache. It's different changing it up but people are like completely rude like if i haven't seen somebody in like two weeks they'll walk in and they'll just start like laughing but not like in a mean way they're, they're just like uncomfortable almost and they'll be like oh i could take you seriously with that thing on and it's just like shut the fuck up man like <laughs> so rude like do you get did you get the same type of feet like because you rocked a, a fucking bush you you had a, <laughs> a dictionary mustache the poon broom. <laughs> um, so it's like a 50-50, really. You got people that absolutely hate it, and then you got people that support it 100%. Right? So it's, it's it's never like, you know, 100% this or 100% that. It's just always 50-50. Um, uh, yeah. I can tell you one thing, though. Like that first week of trying to grow one out, if you're only growing the mustache, you, you're going to look weird. Like Right. Yeah, you're not gonna look good. So, so you would you would advise grow grow let everything grow the grow. whole thing, grow the beard, and then shave it off. You heard it um, here, everybody. Yeah, because then you'll look you know like a like a perv with that little little mustache coming out. Right, that's what we were look right. About. Yeah, so if, if that's what you're doing, I get why people would get upset at you. Right, <laughs> if, if that's the way you're approaching this. <laughs> no, no, no. You can see it in the video. Like I got look, see it's in. Yeah, I got a good stash. Yeah, I'm but um, my mustache. you know, the, the biggest thing is that a lot of the places I worked at, you were not allowed to have facial hair. Um, the only facial hair you could have was a mustache. So that was the only thing I could grow. And that's pretty much the only reason why I grew it. I didn't really like how I looked with it. But now where I'm at, there I thought you pulled beard, it off. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy about that. Yeah, you got you got a, a, a nice beard going for the winter. Right. Alon, are you able to talk? I mean, you don't have to mention the company, but can you tell people what you do for uh, a paycheck? Yeah, yeah. There's no, 
no problem with that. I, I do a lot of things. I have like three different jobs, really. So I work at Wheels Up Flying Corporate. Um, I do that pretty much part time. And then most of the time I'm doing my aerobatic and upset recovery programs. And then I also instruct and teach at Embry-Riddle occasionally. So I got oh, those cool. uh, three things and a couple other things as a kind of like passive income thing going on. But yeah, it seems like job, you're busy basically. with the, with the UPRT. Um, I love what you're doing with the social media. I mean, gosh it's it seems like it's so important with social media now as far as marketing goes i mean and you're you're really pumping out the uh the uh content that, that, that's how that yeah that's how most of the um advertisement has uh happened through social yeah. media like, kind of like passively yeah, yeah. really um yeah and then word of mouth so last year was a busy year for sure this year has started a little bit slow but hopefully it'll pick up yeah now i love the content um everything like that and uh what what airplane are you doing the UPRT in? That's super the Cathol 2021. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Is there do you notice any is, is it a it's not an extreme, right? It's just a uh, a super D. Super D, yeah. It's do you notice any super Ds? Just a super D. Not quite just extreme. a super D. I, I've actually I, haven't had the uh opportunity to fly an extreme. So uh wouldn't be able to compare them really, but I think overall the the super is a really good platform for that. Can I, can, I, any... can I say something real quick? Yeah. I have a bone to pick with American Champion because, I, you know, that airplane's not extreme and they really missed the mark on calling it a super duper decathlon. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wish they would have called it a super duper decathlon because that is more befitting than extreme decathlon. Oh my yeah, God, suppose. that's funny. What I couldn't even get that without fucking like, laughing. The Belanco would be the okie dokie decathlon? Yes. They're good enough, the Cathalon. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay, the Cathalon. Yeah. So um, so you have a newer model. Do you and you have gosh, what do you have? Like 10,000 hours in Super D's from when you were in, in uh Ember Riddle doing their stuff? Um, I say close to two thousand. Yeah. So do you notice any differences with the newer model, even though it's it's the same model name, but is it oh I do actually. Um so the ailerons is one of the biggest things that I can I can notice a difference in. It's a lot smoother, like a lot smoother. It doesn't feel like you're you're driving a truck. Okay. Um, with that being said, it doesn't stop as nicely as the older decathlons, in my opinion. So okay. it's it's kind of easier to stop the points with the older ones than with this one. Um, it's almost like a better center feel with the older ones in a way, but. Overall, okay. just the ailerons feel a lot better with this one. Um, it feels like it rolls a little bit faster, too. I, I don't really know if it's actually a faster roll rate or, or just feels like it because the ailerons are smoother. You know what I mean? Um, but it does feel overall, the harmony wise, it feels a lot better. Uh, what I can I can tell you for sure is the um, the prop, the trailblazer. It's a night and day difference from the. Oh, MT. wow. Yeah. You want just sm smooth and bite smooth everything it accelerates a little bit quicker you can um you can be slower at top of a like a you know vertical um line and just kind of get out of it a little bit easier so i i just i do notice a difference too with that nice yeah nice anything different with the back seat because that's primarily where you are a lot right uh it feels the same yeah it's pretty much all the same the only thing only difference really in the back is the, the baggage door that they're now 
uh, putting on, which which is great if you're going, if you're using that airplane for traveling. Nice. Um, it adds more you know, utility that, to it, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another point of, you know, another pre-flight um, thing that you might have to check. Uh, just making sure they're they're properly locked and whatnot, especially, you know, when you're doing aerobatics. But other than that, it's 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 pretty useful. Yeah. So anyway, back to this mustache talk. Um, no, it's okay. um, how is it? So you're you're flying out of Spruce Creek. Um, how is that? How convenient is that for you? And what are like the pros and cons of? Because it's a it's a private airport, right? I've never been there. I don't know yeah, it's a, it. it's a flying community. It's it's private. Um, right. However, people can come because there is a commercial area in the flying. We actually have a restaurant and a salon and a chiropractor and a bunch of stuff. Really? They even yeah, they even have a, a tattoo shop here. Like Get there's the a tattoo f- artist here. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um that's you would so expect, yeah, that's anyone wild. can yeah, anyone can come. If you know someone and they have a ramp or a hangar, you know, you can stay with them. But there's also um visitors parking here that you can come and tie down and you know stay overnight. But have um, you seen how long have you been there? Oh, it's been now six years. Have you seen like what, because I, I've, you know, I've rented to people at my airport that, you know, they're older gentlemen and they snowboard down in Florida and they've been at Spruce Creek. So it's always like, I've always seen it as, you know, an older demographic. Um, are you seeing it change a little bit, a little bit more like young blood coming in there? Like what's, what's the vibe there? Uh, there's a little bit of everything really. Um, mainly, I think it's older people, a lot of snowbirds here. Um, there's a few of us, uh, younger people here, but it's mainly older people, nice. but always something yeah. going on, right? Yeah. Always something going on. Uh, Saturdays, a, you know, you got a bunch of gaggle flights to go out for breakfast, um, in the mornings. And then on Friday, Friday afternoons, early evening, they go out and fly. And there's like th- this big tree at the field where everyone just gathers and there's hundreds of golf carts and people drinking and watching other people fly in formation, which is pretty neat. So there's always something going on here, which is cool. Yeah. So it's, and it's like your own fault if you're not active there. Yeah, there's no correct. excuse. And there's a little bit, you know, of everything for everyone. There's, um, you know, it's a flying community, but it's, it's the largest in the world. And um, a lot of it is a golf course too. So there's a lot of golf villas, houses on the golf courses and, there's a lot of golfers here, not just pilots. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did so, you you get any business through being in a community? Like anybody that lives there doing any like uh, aerobatic or spin training? Which yeah, you? so I, I flown with uh, several of my neighbors actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's just a little bit, you know, um, hard in a way because you're not technically supposed to advertise or give instruction in the uh, fly-in. For example, like we're doing touch and goes and things like that, like constant um, flight training. Uh, that's right. something that they don't want you to do, but everything sure. I do is in the practice area. So we just yeah. literally only take off, go to practice area and come back and land. So there's no actual flight training going on at Spruce Creek. Gotcha. That's perfect. Are there a lot of, uh, I mean, like I've seen pictures online, like there's warbirds there. There's, there's, there's everything. Yeah. There's everything. It's like, I was going to ask yeah, you like jets. What's What's the craziest thing you see there? But like, there's crazy in every different sector almost. Man, I don't know. I mean, you got, you know, your, your P-51, you got a P-51 here. You got a bunch of uh, T-6s, uh, T-34s. Um, 
you got jets like uh, you know honda jet eclipse um a few cj3s um there's an mu2 here it's just a little bit of everything a couple of extras not a whole lot there's a few pits and whatnot um but yeah there's quite a few isc guys here as well and soon to be an mx2 yeah i was gonna say how do they deal with the noise and everything i mean you chose to live in an airport Okay, so there's no like complaining or anything like that. Right? Yeah, there are. There, there's always people complaining, man. Um, oh, God. Always. The irony, because like, you know, obviously we all, you know, Jeff and I both li- have had noise complaints and, and uh, the airports where I am, I'm at are super encroached and we get complaints all the time. Um, I can't imagine living in a flying community <laughs> and having people that literally bought into a flying community being like, this fucking noise is bullshit. Oh, you'd be surprised, man. Like um, back when I had the Giles, um, I wouldn't do like, you know, zoom climbs out of it, but I would it would be somewhat of a steeper climb just to get, you know, VY because in that airplane, VY is somewhat steep. It's almost like 35 degrees or so. So anyway, I obviously take off with powerful prop all the way full and all that. And then I go up go out and fly, come back. And there's this guy waiting for me that saw me take off. He's waiting for me at the uh, fuel farm. And um, he starts lecturing me about how my takeoffs are too aerobatic, like, and that I should not do that. Too aerobatic. Yeah. It's like, that's an aerobatic maneuver. You were too steep, this and that. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to explain to the guy, sir, listen, like for me to establish VY, I have to pitch this much. Um, and that's a normal maneuver. So that that wouldn't be considered aerobatic. And um, I guess the guy realized he was wrong in a way. And then he starts saying, well, you, sh- you should turn down your prop. It's too loud. This and that. And I'm like, OK, you know, what about the citation that took off right before me? Like, are you going to tell him that, you know, <laughs> take off yeah, the lower throttle power back. setting, <laughs> throttle back? <laughs> um, it's not like you have an IO 580 in that thing. Say again. It's not like you have an IO 580 in that thing. I mean, it's like, no, no, it's yeah, not it's that loud. Yeah. So my point being is that you always have people like that anywhere yeah. and mm-hmm. everywhere. So. No, that's um, exciting. It's, I mean, it's exciting to see what you're doing there. Obviously, like, I can't say I wouldn't want to live. It's first Greek right now. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's good, really, man. It's like, it's literally really cool working from home. It. Yeah. And like every you're you're around people that love the same thing. And like you get to, you know, I might not I'll never be able to afford a P51 or whatever, but like I love being around them mm-hmm. and like seeing all this other just being immersed in, in aviation. It's just it's so motivating and everything like that. Yeah, um, those uh the the Friday nights um are pretty cool here because you see a lot of a lot of everything and even the similar airplanes flying together. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, totally. Um God, so cool. So, um, what you want? So, what have you been up to during the winter? Um, I see you got a, a new truck, which is freaking epic. What is oh, it again? It's a yeah, Land Rover. Yeah. It's a, a what? <laughs> you call it a Land, <laughs> Land Rover? No, it's a Toyota. It's a Land Cruiser. It's a 1981 BJ40. That's cool. Yeah, that's dope. It's freaking badass. Um, you, was it do you take it on the beach? Unnecessary purchase. Um, <laughs> But it's just like one of those things that I always wanted one and saw an opportunity to get one. And I did. And, um, you know, it came in very good conditions, pretty much restored. Just little minor details that I need to fix. 
Um, but overall, I try to run it every weekend, and it's just so much fun to drive. Do you take it on the beach and stuff or off-roading? No, not not yet. Um, haven't been off-roading in it yet. Just kind of Sunday cruising, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I'm like it's trying fun. to talk about everything else besides the MX because that's going to be a whole thing. Just not well, get all these. Let's let's not talk about the MX yet. Can we talk about the Giles? Sure. And yeah. your time with the Giles, because um, I got to say, and I'm curious on your opinion because you owned a Giles and flew a Giles. The G200 and the G202 to me feel like completely different airplanes, which is not often the case when you have a single seat and a two seat version of an airplane. Like I, I would say that the MXS and the MX2 are, are you know very closely matched, right, in terms of look. But the the 202 has some real ramp presence in comparison to a 200, um, and yours was probably the nicest 202 I've ever seen. Probably, it's it's a gorgeous 202. Um, how did you how did you acquire that airplane? What made you acquire that airplane? And can you just tell us a little bit about your uh, kind of your tenure owning that airplane and flying that airplane? Obviously, you 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 had you had success with it. Yeah, so that airplane, man, I I absolutely loved it. Um, it was a it was a high performance airplane in a way because it was such lightweight and you know what was it a thousand eighty pounds? Fair to, I'd say that's fair to categorize yeah. as high performance. Yeah, a thousand eighty pounds with you know two hundred twenty horses up front. I mean, you can do a lot with that. Yeah, and um, what I enjoyed the most was the uh, the fuel bill after flying. <laughs> yeah, I, I was putting in eight gallons after a practice flight at most for forty, at almost most, forty right? minutes of flying. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. So that was good. Um, I really enjoyed that. I'm definitely going to miss that for sure. But um, it's kind of funny how how that all happened. Um, I'll try to make the long story short. So I I got involved with an aviation club back in the day when I was a college student flying an S2B. And uh, that's kind of how it all started. Flying the pits, an S2B, from the front seat with an instructor or a safety pilot in the back. And, um, you know, I started off in primary and did just one contest in primary and then moved up to um, sportsman. And um, I even moved up to intermediate and did fairly well, even, you know, flying from the front seat with a safety pilot in the back. So. I wanted to fly that airplane solo. I was, you know, already flying intermediate and had a safety pilot in the back. But um, at that point, I pretty much met all the hour requirements and experience uh, requirements to fly that airplane solo with the exception of being a CFI. Can't remember if it was a club policy or insurance requirement, but you had to be a CFI to be able to fly that airplane solo. So I had no desire. Uh, in becoming a CFI. And the only reason I became a CFI was to be able to fly the pit solo, believe it or not. So I got my CFI, started flying solo, um, flying an intermediate. It was a night and day difference, man. Like flying that airplane from the back seat by yourself versus flying it from the front seat with someone in the back. It was definitely a night and day difference. So, you know, started competing in intermediate, doing more, more contests and doing pretty well. Um, and then it came to a point where I just wanted to move up to advanced. Unfortunately, the club policy stated that you cannot do advanced in that airplane. Um, mind you, this is the highest time pits in the world. I think at the time I was flying it, it had almost 7,000 hours total. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Um, that airplane has now been retired, I believe. I don't think it's flying, but it did have a lot of hours. And, you know, obviously they didn't want more wear and tear on it by, you know, having someone fly advanced in it. Especially in a B, you know, for those that don't know the difference between an S2B and an S2C, it's got a, a, a reduced negative G tolerance than the C. And advanced is probably, that's a lot for a B. Yeah. But we had one member and he was, um, he's a good friend of mine and he was one of my first instructors. His name is uh, Mikhail Ponzo. I don't know if you guys heard of him or not. Um, no. But he was like the only guy in the club that was allowed to fly advanced in it and he would kick everyone's ass <laughs> he would get top three all the time and it was just really really nice watching someone fly a b in advance at the time and um do so well in it that's amazing yeah that's um, a, that's that you got to fly that airplane hard i would imagine in advance even back then yeah and maybe not so much hard but you know know how much to pull and and, and where to do it right um and obviously start a little bit higher than you would normally, but he made it happen and he made it look good. So that was uh, impressive. very impressive to watch. Um, but anyways, yeah. So it came to a point where I was looking for options. I was either trying to find like an extra or something that I could partner up with or rent or something. You know, I wasn't really thinking about purchasing an airplane by myself. Um. But then during that time frame, I think Marty was um, selling his 202, which is the one I ended up owning. And um, he told me about it. I was interested. I thought it was something that I could afford. I got a lot of help from my father at the time, um, pretty much going half seas with it. I still owe him money for that airplane, by the way. <laughs> but um, that's kind of how it happened. But, you know, it's it's a weird situation because at the time I was not a permanent resident i was here on a work visa when i got the uh the 202 so that was a very complicated process because um, of the registration so you couldn't own an airplane a november registered airplane if you were not a u.s u.s citizen or a permanent resident so i had two options one was to change the registration to hotel india which is a registration in the dominican republic um that was pretty messy to do that it was just going to be a very difficult process so the other option was to have either a an owner trustee or a company owned owned the airplane for me and i would basically have to pay them to own the airplane for me and um, that's kind of how it happened i had to do that that was my only option really at the time um but funny enough i had flown marty's airplane years before that not even knowing that I could, you know, would actually own that airplane later on in the future. Um, That's cool. Sir. Yeah. So there's a, a glider story, by the way. So you'll, you'll love this. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> the club no, had an aerobatic glider. Go pee. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the, the club had an aerobatic glider, at ASK 21. And um, a lot of the members were involved with the aerobatic glider stuff. Um, I wasn't, I was never really involved in it. I wish I was, but I wasn't. And um, we were getting ready to go to the Rome contest in Georgia and something happened to the pits, but it had to go in, in maintenance during that week. So I wasn't able to go in the pits to the contest. Um, 
but I still wanted to go. So what we did, me, Andrea, and a couple other people, we trailered the glider all the way from Daytona to Rome. Um, and that was like an eight, eight and a half hour drive. It was a very long drive. That's so a fun pretty road much, trip though as a kid. Yeah, it was a fun road trip. I, and I went to the contest just purely to volunteer and help out and just have fun. Yeah. Um, so because I wasn't, I uh, didn't have an airplane there to fly, Marty actually offered me to fly in the front seat of the of the 202. And uh, I was like, okay, sure, why not? I got I got nothing to lose, right? So I managed to get one practice flight in. He let me fly from the front seat. And I'm just pulling like I would in the, in the pits. And I'm stalling everywhere, man. I'm stalling <laughs> at the bottom of the loop. I'm stalling at the top of the loop. And then coming back around, I'm like, what is this? Like, what is going on? I'm barely pulling that stick back like half an inch. And it's already pulling like six and a half Gs. So long story short, I just got one practice flight in. And then, um, you know, the contest day came, flew all three flights, the um, known, the free, and the unknown, and somehow got third place in it. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, but um, little did I know that I was going to own that airplane later on. And um, yeah, it's kind of a funny story if you think about That's it. That's so cool. That's yeah, awesome. So, and Marty's aces. Yeah, and, and Marty yeah. was so, so patient uh, with me too, because this whole process of figuring out how to acquire this airplane from him took a while. And um, he pretty much had people throwing money at him for, for the 202. But, um, yeah. you know, he, he stuck with it and he put it aside for me and said, you know, just whenever you can. And um, a couple months later, I was able to purchase it, and and that's it. Yeah, Just keep learning it's cool her. too, because you guys are both MX2 owners now. So yeah, it's like yeah, kind of like a, a bond ship or something. Yeah, pretty much. So did that influence your choice? Uh, because Marty moving up to the MX2, did that influence your choice at all to buy an MX2? I, I don't think that was really the one or any any of the factors really that. That made me choose why I really didn't even think about that. Now that you bring it up, um, there were other many, many other factors involved here with that. It's a tough decision. Like, did you? Well, I don't know. I mean, for me, it would be. But did you struggle with um, with uh, not coming to terms, but like um, deciding on which airplane to buy? Not really. So. The short answer is I wanted a 202 with more performance. Yeah. So what is a 202 with more performance? And that's exactly an MX2. Yeah. So that was kind of the main reason and one of the biggest factors, really. Because if you sit in an MX, you, you think you're sitting in a 202 or a 200. Um, yeah. It, so that alone... I guess, psychologically speaking, it kind of flattens the learning curve a little bit because you're, yeah. you feel at home, you know? Um, yeah, you're, you're super when, used to that seating position. Yeah, it's, it's quite unique, too. You're leaning back quite a bit. Um, and when I, when I got the opportunity to fly Mitchell's MX-2, it, it felt just like that. I felt right at, I felt right at home. Nice. So it wasn't. Was it pretty unnatural, though, flying, flying it like that for the first time, especially because you were kind of more used to a pits, which is like, Absolutely. The most upright airplane you could ever fly, ever, 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 ever. <laughs> it, nothing gets more upright than the backseat of an S2B or a C. Like the amount not of wedges. Not even a decathlon. No, no, honestly, yeah. seriously. I, I can't think of another airplane that is more literal 90 degree upright than a Pitts. 
Yeah, not um, only not only that, but the um, where your legs go, like you're sitting, your legs are more, I guess, flatter than anything else. Um, they're they're yeah. higher up, so that's also it's like you're almost laying down completely. Yeah. So everything about it, I mean, not even the fact that it was just a monoplane and I I didn't have that top wing. Uh, that was just a struggle for me at first, but um, yeah, you the, can call that a training wing. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything you know, the seat, the the, uh, f- the feet position, the where the stick is, not having a top wing, all those things, you know, made it a little bit difficult for me. Um, but yeah, so that was that was one of the reasons why. The other reason was that I needed a two seater, um, because really i can only afford to have one airplane at a time and i didn't just want an aerobatic airplane i also wanted a personal airplane that i could use for travel bring someone with me and go fast and bring some luggage in that that the mx2 and the the 202 as well the turtle deck was really really deep Uh, you can fit a lot of stuff in there and um even under the seat like you have storage room and if you're by yourself, the front seat is also baggage compartment too. Yeah. So, so it had to be a two seater. So that it left three options at the time for me. It was the MX2, the Game Bird, or the LX. Oh, sorry, the Game Bird. Yeah. So then I started thinking, well, it has also it has to be also not only unlimited capable, but it has to feel at home. In unlimited because any airplane can be unlimited capable. Even the 202 can do unlimited. It just yeah, won't yeah. do it. Won't do it well. We talked about this at length on the last episode, and you know it, it is worth mentioning again. You know we gave Jim's uh, uh, or you know I, I won't say it's that that um, airplane category chart. I'm not, I'm not saying it's his, but um, I think he was instrumental in building that. Like you know there was a lot of uh, uproar and upheaval about that, but you know he wasn't that wrong on most of it. You know, and yeah. it's like, yeah, there these airplanes can do. In fact, I was just talking to Eric Moore about this in uh, on Facebook. You know, there's a huge difference, and I don't think people talk about it enough of an airplane that can do unlimited maneuvers or that is competitive and unlimited. Those are two yeah. completely different things. They couldn't just be because, more further apart. Yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those things. I mean, yeah, it's entertaining to see or watch a S2B do unlimited, but I was I was literally going to say that. Yeah, eight thousand. You got to start eight thousand feet. You know, yeah, um, and you might crack a rib or two, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was uh that was another reason. I mean, I have no desire to move up to unlimited, uh, you know, anytime soon. Maybe eventually, but not anytime soon. But when the time comes, if it does come, I want to have an airplane that can do it instead of having yeah. to sell that airplane and buy another one that I can. Um. So then that narrowed it down. And then also two. it's nice because you'll have friends <clears throat> that can borrow it and fly it in a limited. Uh, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't even don't even get me started with that. <laughs> what? that's, that's, what's that even what's the email address again? A L A I N dot. Oh man. What you do send, with them? Send all your emails. You, you don't fly them, you loan them out. Right. So well, I'm not even gonna give rides in that airplane. <laughs> I, I I'm Seat's getting a single taken. seat canopy for it. <laughs> yeah. Just take the front harness out completely. <laughs> yeah. Oh stick out throttle yeah. harness, everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that 
pretty much narrowed it down to two now. So you got the MX2 and the Game Bird. I don't think the LX um, can do Unlimited that well. Did you opinion. did you actually um, had you flown an LX before? Did I you have, actually? Yes. Okay, so and have you flown the Game Bird? Like, did you actually go I, out and fly these airplanes? I've flown the LX. I have not flown the Game Bird, um, and believe it or not, I didn't fly the MX2 before I decided on that airplane. I could I could believe that. I believe that. Yeah. I didn't fly yeah. the SC before I bought it. Yeah. So I just do. I guess I knew enough about it and talked to a lot of people about it to come up with a um, a decision on my own. Well, you can kind of see too with the Game Bird. I mean, the only thing that the Game Bird has not the only thing. Um, but the Game Bird certified, so it's got that check box. But you can see it in in a video the performance. It, I mean, the MX2 is so more capable. And, and you know, um, for the longest time, I, I was not for the longest time, but you know, before I made the decision, I was actually leaning more towards the Game Bird. Believe it or not, because of the certification, that and you know, instruction purposes, I could maybe yeah. provide dual with that would have solved. In the front. That would have been a jack of all trades for you. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I the whole purpose of me providing the aerobatic training and the UPRT training, in a way, I want to make it accessible and somewhat affordable to people. Yeah. That wouldn't be the case if I did this in, with a six-cylinder. There's no way. Right. Um, not only because of the expense, the, you know, the gas and everything else, maintenance, but insurance as well. It's also so, not the right plane to give it in. I mean, everything's for a new person to spinning and, and airbags, everything's happening so much more faster in a six. Yeah. And, and I'm not a, yeah, I'm probably going to get hate from people here, but I'm not a fan yes. of teaching UPRT in airplanes that roll at 300 degrees per second or more. Yeah. That's, that's I, just me. I'm with you on that. I think that the Cathlon is the perfect platform to teach it in. It, it's a really, really good yeah. one. Um, I would prefer doing this on a side by side, to be honest. If I could do it all over again, yeah, yeah. side by side's a better platform for it. <clears throat> but Man, there's, there's not there's nothing to choose from now. A slin, maybe that would be a good, good trainer too. Isn't that a metal metal spar? Yeah, like that and and they're time lapse, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like finding the right one is like. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things, but. I mean, really, the also, best plane to do it in would be like a Cap 10C with the carbon fiber spar. Mm. That's that to me would be the. It's the it's nice being able to see what the student is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't. It's get really hard right. to watch a stick in the front or back seat, or watch the inputs. It's really hard to see that. Yeah. While you're watching outside. Yeah, and then the other thing, you know, God forbid, you know, you have to bail out from it. You know. I, I know that it's very difficult to jump out of a, the backseat of a super decathlon with someone in the front. Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible. And um, the other day, you know, I was flying with a student and um, I was pretty much just, I decided to time him and see how long it would take him to get out of the airplane in a controlled environment. This was on the ground, engine stopped by the fuel pump. And it would take him an average of 48 seconds to just get out of the airplane. Oh my you know, God. you don't have that kind of time. <laughs> no, you know, that's so too long. That's when a side by side would be a better option too. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I would love to like own a cat on a cap 10, but that it's just the spar with the mm -hmm. attached with the gear attached to it. And it just scares mm -hmm. the shit out of me because they just they'll they'll fail out of nowhere. They won't even give you a warning. Like one yeah. of the failures, the guy was flying left to right across the box, just flying. 
and the, the wing just already yeah just separated forget mm. the uh the report but yeah it was a major structural failure just flying straight and level yeah i think that's where the aura arrow will if it can be successful and and they can uh you know obviously it's not a good start but if they right, can get no. past all that um and well i don't it know becomes if it's a meaningful a, airplane we don't, we don't know we, yeah we don't really we don't happened. know the reason no but it, i guess what i mean is, is at this point i mean it, it absolutely the ma- the reason absolutely does matter but when you lose an airplane in, during flight test you know it's like that's never good <clears throat> it's never good w- whether it was pilot error or not um you know hopefully that comes out and 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 we we find the reason we find a real reason or maybe it was just pilot error but it's just never good to lose an airplane during flight tests when you're when you're developing a new a new platform you know but hopefully um there's a lot of reasons why that airplane could be good you know i I love the idea of an electric version of it because i think that's i think that's the future anyway um two place side by side cap 10-esque you know um capability you know that would easily be a good um I mean, hell, you, I don't know how, I don't know their performance enough to know, but I mean, definitely an, an intermediate capable airplane um, and everything below it. And then a great dual platform. I, I think there's a huge market for that. And then the yeah. piston, the piston version having 200 horsepower, you know, that's a great uh, economical trainer. Those, we those come in both like tailwheel and, and, and tricycle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tailwheel. That, that... Tricycle and electric. Uh, I think both of those versions are are in electric too, or at least that's the plan. So it's 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 pretty cool. I think that's a good. It'd be a great airplane to do uh, a lot of instruction and in, a lot of different types of instruction. Yeah, and I, you know, again, if I was to do it all over again, probably a tricycle gear would actually be more beneficial in a way too, um, because mo- most of my clientele have never flown a tailwheel airplane. Yeah, so right. I'm in the back doing most of the takeoffs and landings, and then some of them want to do a takeoff or landing. And it's like, uh, let's let's talk about it on the ground first before you actually, you know, take off and land this. Well, and that's um, an annoying aspect of it too, because the, uh, you know, especially like like, um, and I'll double back uh, as somebody that does UPRT uh, in an extra. I limit stick deflection um, to kind of mimic lower performing aircraft, which is not yeah. ideal. It's those. It's not an ideal platform for UPRT. It's a great spin pa- uh, spin platform, um, but <clears throat> UPRT concepts. It's it's not a great um, concept. But um, a lot of the students I get, same thing. Uh, no tailwheel experience whatsoever, and then they're like, "Well, can I try a takeoff?" And it's like, "Well, just talking about tailwheel a, a takeoff in a tailwheel airplane, especially an airplane like an extra high performance, things happen fast. You're you're yeah. distracting from." what they're there for in the first place is you end up briefing for 30 minutes on, you know, yeah. <laughs> tailwheel techniques. It's, it, it, I agree with you, you know, a, a tricycle gear airplane would, would eliminate all that. Yeah. And, and that's as something much as I, I love tailwheel. I have to do often is like, if they want to take off or land, I, I have to brief them first pretty well. So. Yeah. This is would be the only, only fit, right? The two, four, two. Yeah. Yep. Can you even get that's the, enough. Can, are those manufactured anymore? Like, can you buy one and, and I have think it made? you can. I may be wrong though, but I think you. I think you can. I thought you could too. Yeah, um, I'm not 100 percent sure on that though. But those are a great airplane. Talk about a Zlin that it was like the the one manufacturer that kind of never was. You know, like just had so much potential, and mm. I don't know, just wasn't enough. Yeah. I don't know, wasn't enough adoption. I guess to to I don't know, but they didn't not like, quite capable. I don't want to say recently, but 
Yeah, I guess it was somewhat recent. Didn't uh, Martin uh, Shonka get one too? That's Lynn. Um, oh, I don't know. Some training in. That'd be pretty. I don't cool know. See. I didn't. I didn't see anything on his feed. I, I, I thought I saw him on on Instagram flying as Lynn or something similar. Could be. I think yeah. he had he had flown one. And in it the past. looked pretty I new to me had. too. Really? Yeah, that's so, cool. Again, I might be wrong. I don't know. No, you might be right. <laughs> yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, on the opinion of not flying an airplane before you buy it, I would say that, you know, you, you somebody buying an MXS or an MX2 or an SC, and I, I'd love your guys' opinion on this. You're buying it for, you almost don't care how you fit in it because you can customize your seating position and all that other stuff to an extent you're really buying it for the capability. And then all, all the other stuff's almost an afterthought. Even if you didn't like the way you f- it flew um, for its capability, you're going to get used to the way it flies, or you're going to make it, you're going to, you're going to tweak it to fly the way you want it to fly. Whereas something like an LX or, um, you know, even an L an NG GB one, you're, you're kind of bound by obviously the certification of it, but it just kind of yeah, is limited. what it is. And you, yeah, <clears throat> you either like it or you don't. Whereas, if you have aspirations of, of flying unlimited or, I mean, even advanced, but it's like, you, you want the most capable airplane possible. You're, you're, I mean, it'd be great if you did fly one, but you almost don't need to, because it's like, well, it's going to fly the way it is. And I just going to have to get used to it. Yeah. Th- that's a good thing about the MX and similar airplanes that like you can make it fly the way you want it to fly. Yeah. And, um, that, that just opens a lot of doors really for opportunities. Um, you know, you can find balance. Some people don't like, for example, some people actually don't like, you know, control harmony between the ailerons and the elevator. I I tend to like that. I, I like both to feel about the same, um, but some people don't. So yeah, being able to, you know, adjust and tweak um, for what you like, I think that that's, that's great. Now to expand on that a little bit, I would imagine that, that people would probably like more pitch authority than roll authority. Um, am it, I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. My biggest complaint about my 202, it was um, the pitch. It was too pitchy. Yeah. That was my biggest complaint. And um, I flew another 202 that flew completely different. Same airplane, but just flew. Everything was different about it. Um, So it it just goes back to one of those things that you can rig it in whatever way you want to and make it fly how you want it to fly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I kind of like the control harmony. Granted, I'm I'm a much less capable pilot than both of you guys, but if I had to gravitate towards a, a characteristic style of airplane, it would be give give me harmony. Yeah. So, for example, when I would do a snap roll in in my 202, I would bring the stick back, and there was like barely any feedback. Really, like it didn't really it, it didn't feel like there was any kind of airflow like over the elevator. It's just so weird. It felt mushy. So you can feel the buffet, but, you know, on the elevator itself, I didn't really feel it on the stick. You don't get that that resistance? No, very little resistance. And again, that was my 202. Um, I don't know if that's how Marty or or Gary, because Gary Ward actually built my 202. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. So that was Gary's airplane. All right, so we're seeing a theme here, guys. Uh, yeah, I know. You start with a two hundred two, yeah. <laughs> and then you go to an MX two. That's just yeah. That's but the it, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. The the spades that I had on that airplane when I got it, the spades were the size of a dining table. 
Like they were huge. (laughs) And um, I didn't really know much at the time about, you know, the rigging and spades and all that stuff. I just thought that I sucked, but I, I couldn't stop the airplane when I rolled it. It was just wanting to keep rolling. And it was so, so light on the ailerons. And then later on, I, I started, you know, um, experimenting with spades and whatnot. And then the whole piece strip thing. And finally that, I think the last year I had that airplane was like, I finally got it flying the way I wanted it to, which was a little frustrating, but it took that yeah. long to figure it out. Wow. Yeah. Um, At least a new owner has a nice airplane. I don't, I don't see him flying it anymore. Oh God. Yeah. Uh Oh yeah. I don't know. Um, it went down south, right? Yeah. Uh, Mexico City. Yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah. he was posting quite a bit. Um, yeah, he was like, he got point. he got to Cancun and he was like doing like a low approach inverted at 200 feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that was funny. Um, great guy. Awesome dude. I really like him. I hope he gets to fly. I think he, I think there was an issue with the ADSB or something down in Mexico and he was figuring that out. That's why he hasn't flown it. Um, gotcha. I, I hope that's that's the case. They use ADSB ever... down in Mexico, huh? They have ADSB down in Mexico. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, did you? Were you ever worried about um, the tail issues on the two hundred two? Not on mine, because uh, mine had an MX tail. How does that work? Uh, it's a slightly longer tail, and I believe it has. Uh, I don't know if bulkhead is the right term, but it had three bulkheads instead of two. So it was a much okay. stronger tail. More built um, built yeah. up tail. Yep. And um, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Chris Myers that, that put it on. It was done by MX. Oh, wow. So it wasn't uh, in someone's garage that it was installed. Yeah. It was done the right way. Yeah. So, What's yeah, the- I was I was very, obviously, very concerned at first. Um, yeah. But then after talking to people and whatnot, I, I fell at ease. Yeah. What's going on with Chris Myers? Are you in touch with him? Or... No, not at all. I know nothing. Sounds like you know something. No, I actually don't. I've, I've actually <laughs> never spoken to him. It's weird how that whole thing, he just kind of like, just, it was like, all right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I, um, I, what I hope, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I, I just hope that maybe one day MX comes back to the U.S. Yeah, I think right. It'll, for business purposes, it'll be a lot better. I don't know if yeah. you're listening. To this the, seems to be the, the market. Podcast, yeah, like, I mean, look at look at all the uh, MX owners. I mean, it's like ninety yeah. percent of them are in the United States. Well, and even yeah. even foreign markets, I think, could be better served if the if if they were in the U.S. You know, like um, this is a better channel. I think the U.S. is a better channel for aerobatics, even if you're going to serve places like France. You know, like obviously we saw uh, Odd pick up an MX. You know, that's going to gauge interest um, and not to say that um, they can't be shipped from Australia, but it, it, the logistics right now, I think if everything was was encompassed in the U.S. and there was a, a better sales channel, distribution, manufacturing, all that stuff was here. Right. I think that'd be so much better for the company. I would mm-hmm. love to see that. Would love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you heard anything with Europe and the MX? Like are not at odd kind of laid the groundwork on on getting an airplane flying in there or there orders I, that I are... haven't really heard anything, but um all I can say, you know, I, I believe it's giving the brand more exposure. Um that's for sure. Yeah. Uh which is a good thing. And yeah. um she's there was certainly that... a lot of interest by by other teams 
Um, and, and, the, and the good thing about her people. is that she does both competition and air shows. Yeah. And not just air shows or not just competition. She, it's like Rob, you know, does both. Um, so that that gives the public and pilots a lot more exposure. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how there's no video of her doing the freestyle. At least I didn't find it. I didn't see any lately. Uh, the I, haven't, I haven't free. seen any. I haven't wonder seen how it. she did it because everybody knows how Rob. It's so so unfair to Rob too. Like it's like he does all this crazy shit, but he he's been doing it you know for the past however many years. All this like unbelievable stuff that it's so relative to us. We're like oh, you know, it's just another <laughs> this and that. And then like God, I'm still like butthurt over the four minute free results and how to how the one guy i mean it was a cool flight don't get me wrong but like it was just varied roll rate that's all he was doing i never got and to see it won. actually oh don't watch it yet. yeah <laughs> mark am i it wrong was, no it was it was without being um without choosing um what i liked more or less um, I would say that if you watched Rob's routine versus um, some of the French, they were drastically different. I mean, could uh, very opposing stylistically different. Um, mm. Very different, just extremely different approaches to the four minute free. I mean, when you when you agree, Jeff, like, I mean, couldn't have been different approaches. Yeah. It, I mean, like. Listen, fucking. The French unlimited pilots are amazing. I get it. But Rob is Rob's on another level. It shouldn't even though he went, he went like a second or two over, which is a penalty, but it's not even close. You know what I mean? Not even fucking close. And well, it's the, just the not... energy that he carries through, I, I, yeah. I, I don't, there's almost not enough weight on how much energy Rob does his routine with. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, and we saw this with, um, Oh, I mean, we've seen it in the past a few times, um, uh, from the French uh, where, you know, kind of slower, more encompassed within the box, you know, like maybe keeping a tighter box uh, type of four minute free more, maybe more technical. I guess you could argue maybe more technical, but I, I don't, I don't align to that argument. Um, but you know, I, I think kind of doing it faster is more technical uh, in a way. Interesting. Is that like, uh, Alon, you'd have to see the video to, to relate to what I'm saying, but um you know, if Rob didn't do any of the inside tumble or frisbee thing that he did in this format, if he never did it and he unveiled it for the first time there, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have even been a contest. He would have just demolished. Well, that's but because because yeah. he's done it so much, it's like so to me that's not that's not. I hate saying sound like a crybaby, but that's not fair. But it's not fair. <laughs> it's just a, a really hard, um, really hard flight to to judge, really. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's whatever makes the judge happy, or you know, you know, it's just I don't know. There's no way of I don't know how they grade it. To be honest, I might well, sign up for a four minute free and just do variations of roles. Yeah, I guess if they see things they haven't seen before, I think that helps. Well, I think, um, and I think historically, that's that's kind of been where things have been unveiled, right? Everybody wants to unveil them at, at uh, during the freestyle, right? A new. Yeah. A new maneuver, something that nobody's ever seen before, uh, drops the jaws of the judges and everybody else watching. That that's it's been the freestyle uh, mm-hmm. for decades, and yeah. when and the French aren't, you know, they're not coming up with anything new. That it's just variations on the same thing, and um, you know, Rob's doing stuff that he's innovated and shown during the four minute free, um, 
but it, they're repeats, I guess, you know, there's not, yeah. there's not something new. And even so, like, even in that winning flight uh, or, or low skews winning flight, um, you know, they, they try to do an inside tumble, but they disguise it because they do it on a Y. So you can't see that the plane really isn't inside tumbling that well, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like, come on, like, you know what? I, be, I I don't know. It's just frustrating because like, what else can Rob do at this point? There's nothing. The airplane can't do anything else. You know, I don't know, like, man. So like, I think <laughs> Rob comes up with new stuff all the time. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just I, I that, think he does too. I, I think he's the most, in, uh, you know, arguably right now he's leaps and bounds the most innovative um, aerobatic pilot on the planet in terms of maneuvers. He's made combinations of maneuvers. He's done uh, maneuvers. He's doing regularly that nobody else is doing. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I think the second place is, I don't even know who the second place is in the U S but I would say the second place uh, worldwide would be, I think bourbon far below. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not even talking about ability. I'm just talking about innovation, you know. Um, and even Burke, Jim Burke has really, really got a really nice four minute free too now. So I think um, when was when was the last Nationals I went to? 2019, maybe. It was in Salina. Um, and I was very, very impressed with Jim's free. Yeah. Like very, I think that was my favorite. I'm not going to lie. Dude, it's so, going to be wild to see with the him flying an MX2 at Nationals. I am, I am dying to see that. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Me too. I, w- I wish he had more time. You know, he has very little time to get acquainted with it. Although he's flown an MX, he ha- he owned an MX2. Yeah. So it's yeah. not totally different. Um, but it's been a while. You know. Well, so, and, he, and he may not shoot. He, you know, he was very um practical in his approach when, when we talked to him about it. He was like, you know, I'll I'll fly it, and if I don't like it, I'll just keep the SC. It's yeah, like, that's okay. why he painted it that way. Yeah, um, I, I hope he likes it, and I hope he sticks with it because just because it's cool, it's something different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be really interesting to see if he switches to it for nationals because it's, I mean, shit, it's not far away. Yeah, we're no. six inside six months. If, if months? he, if I don't, I don't know if he nationals? really cares about oh, his. Yeah, like uh, if he really cares about the outcome of nationals, he he would probably stick with the SC. Yeah. Um, but if he just wants to wing it, that's what I would do. I would just go with the MX. <laughs> Problem is, is that oh, yeah. this year is a selection year. Ah, uh, yeah. Never mind. It's right. Yeah. So like, I, the, there's there's it. added pressure. I mean, I I think I probably would too, just because uh, I I wouldn't. It wouldn't. I just I'm just thinking thinking. I'm, I'm gonna tell of you myself like I could care less about you know making the team or not. So like I think I would too. I just let let it ride, and if I make it, I make it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict- tell you one thing. Oh. Um. Every time I go to a contest, I'm just like trying to do the best I can, and that doesn't help. <laughs> but um, when I uh, when I when I flew to the Cathlon at Sebring last year, I just went for shits and giggles just to have a good time, and I did not give a fuck about anything. Yeah. And I did so well; I was so yeah. relaxed. Um, no pressure. Just, I, no pressure. I had no. When I was like no at nationals, and I remember you at nationals in 2019 having that attitude on the uh, unknown. Cause you weren't going to fly to team team unknown or whatever. That yeah. Yeah. And um, you freaking killed it. Uh, was that the one? Yeah. One of them, one of those flights I did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just fucking, yeah. So that's, that's what it. I'm trying to do now, man. It's just like show up and just have a good time and not really, you know, care about the outcome. Yeah. Um, And see how that goes. Obviously like Jim's- you know, stay safe, but 
Jim's going to bring the MXS, I think, just for the four minute and then fly the SC and the rest <laughs> That'd be even crazier. Can <laughs> I'm you serious. Do that? I, uh, I don't see why not. Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't think he would need to. I mean, people switch airplanes. I mean, we saw it at, at Worlds. Somebody flew an SC and then they flew a different SC in the same contest. So same airplane, airplanes. same platform, though. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough that's a tough swap because you're I mean, shit, that might as well be a super decathlon and an SC. I mean, in terms of flying style, I would imagine they're so different. You know, Ooh. your seating position is completely different. Roll rates, pitch rates, deflection, uh, general performance, everything. side picture, God, you know, everything. the flight envelope of an SC <clears throat> is so much different than an MXS. Mm. I mean, it does yeah. every doesn't it do everything faster? It's got to. I I don't know. I haven't had the opportunity to fly an SC before. I'll fly mine. <laughs> Everybody else will. I was just gonna say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is a lot on the way to there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait. This this text me when you get text Mark and I when you get the. I'm gonna predict inside of three months. Mm-hmm. Right. Better have your better have your excuse or reasoning ready. <laughs> no, it's not an excuse. It's gonna be a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man. Right. Um, I, I think I, I for me, you know, it, it it varies from person to person. But for me, I think that's the best pick. Um, yeah. I think what sealed the deal between that and the game bird was actually seeing the game bird in person at nationals. I was like, uh, no, yeah, yeah. It, I was, it, I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm a very, I like straight lines, you know, aggressive angles. I yeah. just don't like the swirly, curvy stuff on the, uh, on the game bird, really. And yeah, I love, it's I very love the bulbous. extreme air. Go back to the yeah. extreme air too, or or the for ex- that too. The the extreme air, in my opinion, the what is it, the forty two, is the best looking two seater out there. I agree. Oh, that airplane hot. is sharp. Yeah. It's a beautiful airplane. Yeah, and it's it doesn't we have a just huge talking canopy. about that. Um, it just it, it's it's just if right. I ever if I ever get a two seater, um, it's probably going to be an XA forty two. Yeah, just because the price point <clears throat> seems to be right, and I'm not going to go fly unlimited in it. It's you know advanced and taking people for rides and whatnot. But um, that plane is just sex, and there's and it's a, a one, real there's hot one rod. that's black and gold it's like mostly black with gold trim uh, yeah that, that's sharp yeah yeah but um along yeah, so uh, what, what made you not think of an ng in the mix of all this if you were going to consider the gb1 good question um because i believe that at that time the ng wasn't a thing yet it, is, it was being built or it just the prototype came out or something. Yeah. Um, Alon okay. ordered his MX2 when they just released the 300S. <laughs> I keep I, I keep forgetting. Uh it's it's been 80 it's been 84 years since yeah. <laughs> whole century. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh if, if I if I have the time frame right, I don't think the uh NG was uh something to consider at the moment. Um I think it He's came out I went the MX2 though. Yeah, and, and and I had a hunch, you know, after it came out, that it wasn't going to be that much more capable than anything else out there that's two seater. Yeah, um, yeah. And then when I saw it in person, it, it's a pretty big airplane. Like that, the thing is huge. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know it's if it's cool. It just looks heavy. 
It looks fat, right? It looks like it's very like, heavy. Like yeah. I sat, I sat in it, and I had all the room in the. I was like, "This doesn't feel right. This is too roomy." Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, same thing with the gamer too. To me, from what I'm used to, I'm, I'm used to being crammed in somewhere, you know. And it's like it was very roomy. Um, just <laughs> didn't feel right. Yeah. So I guess with I, the with the extra size, you got extra weight and extra drag, and um, that doesn't help with performance, obviously, in, in some aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you think about it, all these all these airplanes are running 580s. Yeah. The, the the MX is a 540, and still outperforms all these guys, in my opinion. Yeah. Are oh, you? Um, I, I, I think by a large large margin. Yeah, I believe so too. So, um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It it all comes to the down to the pilot, really, how he or she flies it. So, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I'm excited when I when I got to fly uh, Mitchell's MX2. I mean, I was doing like a hammerhead from a thousand feet, and before I kicked the rudder, I was already outside the box. <laughs> so I was like, I don't need anything more than this. And yeah. really, I don't think a single like an an SC. I don't think it would outperform it. Um, I don't think no, so. No, it, uh, uh, uh-uh. and then the MXS. I mean, yes, it's it's a single seater, but I think the the MX2 is only like a hundred and some pounds heavier. That's that's it. That's negligible. That's nothing. I no. got guys, you got guys flying these things <laughs> that are pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, honestly, um, you, I mean, you, the, it's easy to have that much weight in just a single pilot the very 100 pounds you might you might be flying you know somebody that's 100 pounds heavier than you flying the same yeah. airplane you know that's yeah, not much I, I got i also got a part of the deal was a single seat canopy it's actually a race canopy which i think is going to look really cool oh dude the mx2s with the single seat, they look really cool yeah it's gonna have like the canopy thing on top of the canopy you know like the shaded area yeah, yeah. that like uh that like a uh, widow's peak kind of thing yeah like the red bull air race style yep that's gonna look slick Mine, so that little canopy or whatever you want to call it on top, mine's going to be three inches back. So it has a little bit more visibility because that, that thing covers up quite a bit. Um, so mine's going to be a little bit further back. Um, oh, nice. Which look, will look cool and, and it won't restrict visibility that much. But, you know, when you put a single, when you put that race canopy on that two-seater airplane, I mean that nose looks so long. You think that there's like a twelve-cylinder engine in there. Yeah, yeah. It just makes it look really cool. It's gonna look really um, good. But performance-wise, I don't think the single seat canopy would do much, much difference. Really, it's only like yeah. two pounds lighter or something like that overall. Yeah, that's not much. M- maybe just a little bit less drag, but um, I don't think it'll do much. It's it's still a two-seater. Yeah. Not to um, not to shit on the game bird, but um, are we all in agreement that it's the ugliest two-seat aerobatic airplane? Ooh, I hate to say that, but because I I'm I'm a huge fan of it, but I'm just thinking, you know, as you're describing mm. the MX2, you know, I, I think the MX2 even with a standard canopy looks gorgeous. I think it's a beautiful airplane. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think you know what's a, really super ugly was that um, it's not a Yak 54. It's like an SP 55 or something like that. That Czechoslovakian thing. Oh, the metal like the metal Sukhoi. Oh, that knockoff. thing is just. Joe Dirt looking aerobatic plane <laughs> with the with the straight side panels. <laughs> yeah, that thing is fucking heinous. <laughs> I mean, uh, but, um, fair enough. 
Because I mean, you can include RVs and all that stuff in that in that category. There's, there's some ugly RVs. I I, yeah. I guess I just meant in the class, right? Like so, MX2 and GLX Gamebird, uh, XA42. I don't know. Um, Sukhoi. I'm, yeah, yeah these mean in that frustrating. Class. It's such a frustrating thing for me. I don't know. If, feels the same way but like i just you know like the rudder being having that radius in the back and the winglets having the are radius we, are we talking about the whole like the airplane as a whole or just the as canopy? a whole okay as a whole yeah just like yeah, I, I don't know i i didn't nice. when i saw it in person i was like uh i don't know man um yeah all those swirls and curves uh yeah i didn't like it that i thought you know it's, it's also nice. a pretty big airplane yeah it flew cool i'm not gonna if somebody gave me one i love it but you know like when you yeah, see the like the, the extreme errors and oh gosh yeah, it's yeah just, the, the extreme uh, errors uh it's a beast man it's a really nice looking airplane yeah i wish gamer would just take over production of all aerobatic airplanes and then we can go to like they can have like aerobatic mart instead of walmart and then you can just feel like <laughs> aisle five is extras aisle four I'm, I'm is just, MX. I'm, I'm curious from an aerodynamic you know standpoint if that's if it helps with aerodynamics or if it's just a looks thing yeah for the game bird i'd be curious yeah. too uh, i'm curious i think about it's that. i think it's you know phil's really into freestyle it seems so that's i think i mean the elevator is like the size of gosh i don't even know it's, it's it, the elevators it's tremendous it's probably the size of rob holland's trophy case um <laughs> you're talking about the elevator <laughs> itself or, or the, yeah. the horizontal stabilizer the elevator okay i can't remember the elevator yeah it's tremendous um and you, not that it needs spades but there's really no tweaking that you can really do with it without adding lead i think um but mm. i forgot it has I no, mean, no spades yeah it's cool we were talking about it last week where it's like they've they've established themselves as like a um like a community almost so it's cool it's a cool playing that to own and be a part of like that camaraderie with other game bird owners. But if you're going for a performance, um, you know, I think an NG, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think culture wise, it's the coolest. It's the coolest to buy into from a cultural yeah. standpoint. Yeah. I, I really like what they're doing. I mean, me too. No one else is doing that. So what's going on with MX now that like, I know COVID really Australia had like, major lockdowns and stuff and i know they got screwed with that a little bit but are they kind of getting back into the full swing of things like what's i, given I hope so yeah um the uh i i know that uh, they were working on the one that was coming after mine already oh um, who's getting that and, one or you can't say no I, I i i don't know the name of the gentleman but i think he is from i can't remember if he's from australia or uh, new zealand i know his name is scott and he's reached out to me a couple times just asking about the progress of mine and all that yeah um, to borrow it <laughs> <laughs> no but he's getting a two he's getting i believe an mx2 and uh yeah he should he, his should be the next one in line yeah yeah okay um but yeah i mean they they got screwed over man um and i you know i i was understanding about it because there's not it wasn't much they could do about it it was just the government shut everything down and they couldn't get parts in they couldn't do anything so yeah, their their hands were tied. Um, they didn't let like in, anybody in or out of that country for a while. No, and it's like, if, it's like if a new case came up, they would extend it like two more weeks. So 
every every you know shutdown and and every you know whatever they had going on it would get extended two weeks like every day that must have been even more frustrating for you for because you're in florida and that's you know desantis country because <laughs> you guys were just like Lucia county like, baby yeah we, you guys we, were we wore masks drinks. here for one month yeah so you must it. have been like the fuck man it's fine to ship my yeah. airplane <laughs> what covid <laughs> Yeah, COVID was uh, not a thing here. Yeah, um, um, it was, yeah, it's, it's it's it was pretty interesting because uh, it was like nothing ever happened here. Um, yeah, <laughs> not necessarily in Florida because if you went down south, it was pretty locked down over there. Um, everyone had to wear a mask everywhere they went and all that. But here in Volusia County, like, I mean, <laughs> this is Trump country here, man. People don't <laughs> don't care about that stuff. There's a place here I call the uh, Donald Trump Worship Center. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like a farm, right? It's gated. Um, and at the gate, there's a silhouette, like a huge silhouette of Trump's head. And uh, there's, there's a cross and there's a Confederate flag and the American flag. Oh, just hitting, and, hitting all the hard points. Yeah. <laughs> And um, it's like, like kind of like backcountry, you know, when you, it's like a very um, isolated road. And it's one of the, if you're coming from like Orlando, that's the only way to get to Spruce Creek where I live. So if you go there at night, you're like, where the fuck am I, man? It's like, you, yeah. you, <laughs> you have no idea. So but, many um, <laughs> parts of Florida are like that. We're like, even like going to St. Augustine from Orlando, like, uh, which is a long drive, but like, yeah. Um, you know, you're you're going down some of these streets. You're like, this is legit, like bayou swampland trailers, just like yeah. ra- in random spot spots in the trees. And you're just like, okay, uh, where where the fuck am I? Well, that, that's what I like about the state. It's like ninety percent of the state is unpopulated. Yeah, so. you can find you can literally like if you want to get away or or like be on your own or have your own property that you know doesn't yeah, have anybody have within an earshot. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. So, and I like Daytona because it's kind of strategically located. Like it's close to Jacksonville. It's close to Orlando. It's not that far from Tampa. Yeah. Miami is like three and a half hours away. So, um, yeah. And you can fly, you can fly out of a lot of places or to a lot of places from Daytona too. Uh, Daytona International? Mm hmm. (laughs) No, Atlanta and Charlotte. That's it. That's it now? Yeah. You got. You got Damn. seasonal stuff here and there from like Dallas or uh, Philly and things like that, but that's all seasonal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did Dallas there a few times. Yeah, you got Delta and, and American. Um, that's about it. Then you got like Sun Country and JetBlue used to have a JFK to Daytona. They did. Like, I was just gonna say they did. I I flew. I uh, did them one year after uh, I was going down to. Uh, recurrent to fly the b17 and i was finishing a trip with net jets and i finished in jfk and did jet blue down it was great yeah no they don't but that was years do that anymore yep unfortunately that's a bummer mm-hmm. i do like it there yeah and orlando's not that far it's just an hour drive and um from orlando you have a lot of options that's everything yep so. yeah you have everything mm-hmm. so what what is the plan now so um uh, do we even? I think we we talked about it on on our intro before we 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 pulled you out of the green room. But your airplane got delivered to Southeast Air this morning. Yeah, perfect timing um, for this podcast, huh? 
Perfect timing. Um, <laughs> you were tracking we, it or something. Since we canceled you, we held up your airplane. We have plenty of connections. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for um, yeah. canceling me. I don't, I don't know what I, I had to do to get uncanceled. I actually don't know why I got canceled in the first place. I don't I don't uh, even remember. I don't know. We were just yeah, feeling a lot. Of, can you do, can you do a lot this of podcast on this date? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I can't. And they're like, okay, you're canceled. That's all I remember. <laughs> so I'm we like, had okay. a couple of other people say they didn't want to do our podcast, so we were feeling a lot of hatred. Uh, I see. That was that was definitely there was a period of time. I and there was a few couple of you guys from Florida uh that said or no, one person said no and I was just like, "You know what? What's with all these people you. saying who are they to turn us I, down?" I didn't say no. I I just no, said you just, I like, can't do, do it, it that specific date. <laughs> At that specific Unacceptable. time. Acceptable. Can you do it on a Tuesday at 6 13 a.m.? And you were like, dude, that's a little tight. I'm like, you know what? Cancel. Cancel. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I've uh, been waiting all my life for this. Dude, us too. This is this is this has been this has been longer coming than than your MX2 for sure. Like we're super, super happy to have you on. Damn, super like happy that. to have you on. What are you gonna um, name your airplane? Oh yes, we have to talk. Hold on, <laughs> Jeff needs to tell you what he named your airplane. <laughs> he was on the group chat. Oh, that's right. Okay, oh, too many group chats. And that was my that's the best my name phone. Ever. I can't even take credit because my phone autocorrected when I, I was typing in uh, Alon's as a like as something like Alon's MX2, you know, apostrophe yes, but it, there was no apostrophe, so it autocorrected to Alana. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Siri gets the credit. Siri yeah. gets the credit, but. We will. You can name your plane whatever you want, but we're going to refer to it as Alana. Even yeah. like next week when we record and we review this episode a little bit, we'll be like, "Yeah, and Alana is finally here from Australia." That so, might be the name of this episode. Here's Alana. Uh, and Alana. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. So, believe it or not, I still think in Spanish. Okay, and I make my decisions in Spanish too. So, in Spanish, we have nouns that are masculine and feminine right and in spanish an airplane is masculine same with a car or pretty much any other vehicle patty so, Wexteff is gonna <laughs> slam you and well, like that, that's spanish you better lock your doors because you, you live in florida right now you better lock your doors he's gonna find you so, so for me naming an you. airplane you know a female name i don't know it just doesn't sit right it has to be that's male. not true we need disguise huh Queen of the Skies, right? The seven, uh, the Boeing, uh, seven, whatever, seven forty-seven. Well, I he, know, but it's but just he's for talking me, about his, Spanish, his cultural, yeah. yeah. Spanish, oh. you know, uh, an airplane is is some it's male, it's masculine, so it, it's just kind of weird naming it a you know having it a girl's name, but whatever. I guess you can be whatever you want nowadays, so it doesn't really. You're gonna you're gonna ride Alano really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Put them away wet. I've never <laughs> never named an airplane before. Uh, I wouldn't. But, um, we'll just name it for you. you I'm not into naming airplanes. Yeah, but, uh, but you can name it. You got a you got a girlfriend now. How's that going? Pretty good. Yeah, not now. I mean, he seems cool. Dating now for uh, for a year. So yeah, she's uh, very supportive. She hasn't seen the aerobatic uh, side of me yet. That bad. Um, because I've been competing. Just so. wait until this airplane's ready to have its hours flown <laughs> off. She's never going to see you again. I love she it. Will. Does she fly? No, she, she fly she, with she, you? No, she's, uh, she loves flying, but she's not a pilot. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. Yeah. 
They keep so, it separated. Yeah, she uh, she enjoys going like the, up into the, the Catholic commandments. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. She went to Sebring. Uh, just uh, that, what was it? The last one, I think. She spent some oh, time cool. there. Yeah, so she got involved. She she was uh, recording and assisting and whatnot. Um, nice. So put her to work. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's going pretty pretty good. So, uh, your airplane. When are you going to see your airplane? Tomorrow. I'm gonna You're go, gonna go uh, off tomorrow. Yeah, take a look see. Nice. It's gonna be kind of frustrating because you can, you know, I'll be able to see it, but I won't be able to fly it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like going to a strip club, you know, you can see what you can't touch. You can touch exactly. You, uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> might get, might get, uh, might get a little some, some. Yeah, but okay. um, so yeah, I just kind of check it out, and it's in the crate. I think it'll be fun. Obviously. I don't think it. Yeah, um, it should be out of still the crate. In the crate. Yeah. <clears throat> when are they hoping to have it together? Well, that's the thing because the airplane's not fully painted, so they're they're. Oh, that's right. It. You, yeah, yeah. You said it's got to go to paint first. Yeah. So. Uh, paint first, then assembly. Okay. Paint, You're... assembly, test flights. Um, are you going to do the test flying, or do you have somebody to do that? I'm going to do them. Nice. nice. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm going to... So I got to... Fly up to New York, dude. Well, the thing is, so I don't know the rules or stipulations or whatever, but I believe it's like I got to put 25 hours on it before I can do any anything with it. Yeah. So I got to land in the same departing airport, and I can't go... With, I don't think I can go within outside of 50 mile range or, or ring or whatever. Oh my God. So 25, yeah. that's a long time, man. 25 hours of straight and level. That's, that's you know, going to be dude, a couple of weeks. You, you pull, uh, you pull that, that, uh, throttle back to like 18 inches. Prop to 22. And just well, number one, I personally don't think I can spend more than three hours in, in that airplane. I think uh, you have to run it hard time. though. It's a new motor, so you got to run that fucker. Around and you got to run it a specific power setting, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm sure you got to probably run it at 25 squared or or 24 squared or something like yeah, that for so, the first 10 hours or something. Yeah. So and then that, that's another kind of another reason why they didn't go with the, uh, you know, you could you you used to have the option of putting like all the extra tanks um, for long range uh, crews in the MX2. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need. There's no way I can spend five hours in an airplane like that. No. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 fried after three, so I didn't need that extra um, gas. Dude, I want I don't want to spend five hours in a freaking Airbus, and I have a lab. I can uh, stand up lavatory. I can go pee. I know, and I, I hate cross country. Well, I don't understand. They're not going to make that anymore. It's not going to be an option. I want to do a podcast. I want recommendations on like what to get me through cross country. I am I fucking hate it. I hate yeah. music playing cross country. Music is the have. only thing. Yeah, I know, but it's so uncomfortable and like music and food. Uh, just fucking just sucks. shove burrito breakfast burritos down your gullet while you're listening to a podcast or something. That's the only thing that gets me through any kind of long cost country in an airplane. Yeah, I guess because if know. you if you drink drink coffee, which is like what I want to do, I have to pee every thirty minutes, and then that's miserable. I always have the worst luck with cross country. Like it's either like a massive headwind or I'm dodging storms. Like that's it's just never I I would even take it I wouldn't I don't even want a tailwind I just want zero zero whatever and just a straight <laughs> shot. Yeah, yeah so I'm pain. what I'm gonna do is like you know the time I'm um when I'm flying it and putting the hours in, I'm just gonna play around with the um avionics and stuff and figure things out because I know you got I, I know how you guys feel about it, but it's gonna be IFR. It's gonna be an IFR airplane. So it's gonna have the autopilot and all that stuff. Remember, because it's gonna be a 
uh, cross country airplane too. Sure. Travel yeah. airplane. So um, just play around with that during that time and figure things out. But you could just shoot like 20 approaches. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not meant to shoot approaches to minimums. I'll tell you that. It's like just to get out of some scud here and there and do it legally and safely. Um, Cause I yeah. can't tell you how many times I've gotten stuck at a contest just because of a layer that I can't go over. Yeah. No, and that makes total sense. You know, yeah. going away from the ground, getting out of a layer. I know what I'll buy. I, I, I could buy that. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't buy into hand flying that shit there, in an aerobatic plane. Jeff, you remember um, <clears throat> the training camps we had at Union City? Yes, I do. Fuck so the man. last one I went to, um, I flew nonstop in the 202, both ways with yeah. no autopilot. Yeah. It's that was miserable. It's a long four, trip. Four hours and 17 minutes that way with no autopilot. Uh, that's just Dude, miserable. Yeah, that's that's Union City was the closest camp I've ever been to. I usually go even more west. Really? And like, yeah, dude, I'm all the way on like Long Island. So like, that's a uh, four four hours. I think it take, it takes me five hours to get to Union City. Um, you can't do because the extra stop, slow man. as shit. No, extra slow as shit, man. Doing like a hundred, you know, e- econ cruise with like a hundred sixty knots. Yeah, that that was another thing with the Giles. I mean, you can. Yeah. You can be airborne for five hours and still have 30 minutes of reserve. Yeah. And oh, now with your so MX, crazy. with your MX2, you're going to be booking like 200 knots, sipping on gas. Like that thing is going to be sick. Yeah. I, um, when I flew it, I saw 195 true at 6,500 feet. Jeez. So, so if you go a little bit higher and, you know, as long as it's not super cold out, I mean, you're probably, yeah, you're, you're throttled back too, right? Like you're probably like 60% ish. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't even remember the power setting I had. Probably it was like 24 squared or 23, 24, something like that. Yeah. Um, do you do anything yeah. special to the motor or is it, is it, um, quote unquote stock, uh, with Me? the uh, power For, plant? To my motor? Yeah. The new one. <clears throat> it's pretty stock. It's just a Thunderbolt 540. Just the all you need. Yeah. I mean, it's not a 580. That's what I meant. Yeah. But not... the, so you got a, was it 10 to one on the Thunderbolt? Yeah, it is a ten to one. So that's a pretty, that's hopped up. Yeah. And then do you do any sky dynamics, I guess? Uh for the exhaust, I think so. Um not entirely sure though. I'll figure that out tomorrow. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's another uh I think I think they switched to somebody else. Because I think Sky Dynamics is like not producing exhaust right now, but yours might have it because yeah. of when yeah. it was ordered. I'm not I'm not sure. That's one thing I don't know about it. Yeah, and I'm curious to see how you feel with the three blade Hartzell with the talent. You got a talent, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. be freaking awesome. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty much a three blade version of what I have on the, the Cathalon. Yeah, so, kind of, sorta. Nice. Awesome, yeah, so man. We'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's it's good. There's a lot of uh, catching up to do, really. Um, Are you gonna take it to but- nationals? I don't know yet. Um, I don't really go to nationals that often, so I might make an if, exception. If we're there, he'll, he'll be there. Dude, that'd I'll be sweet. To. Dude, we're, did you listen to the other podcast online where we were talking about like forming teams? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. So if we form a team, we'll, we'll be the Mustache Bandits or um, something else. We'll think of another inappropriate term. The Mustache the Marauders. Will, well, everybody on the remember. team will have a mustache. <clears throat> Just remember, you'll have a foreigner in your team, so you can't win. You're, I thought you're a duel. 
No, I'm a permanent resident. What do you think? The IAC people are going to arrest you? No, man. I mean, you can't if you can't win a nationals if you're not a U.S. citizen. You have to be a citizen. So just go under like like Mike Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> they don't yeah. check IDs. Uh, so they know they know who you are. That, that's one of the reasons why I don't go. It just doesn't make so sense. Freaking well, actually, no. Now you can, right? Isn't that then with the Canadians? Didn't something come out with the Canadians where you can win the nationals now? I think they I changed think so. it. You get the medals, flight medals, but that's about it. <clears throat> I, I thought I got to check anything. on that. I thought they were something because they can. They, with the I Canadians I made a petition, and I know Dagmar. I believe she uh, she has in the past, but. I personally think that they should make an exception for permanent residents. I agree. Um, yeah. You pay taxes. I, permanent permanent sounds thing. pretty um that sounds pretty like pretty permanent. long term. Yeah, yeah, sounds pretty permanent. So I, I should be- totally get it. Like I I can see why, because you know, if you have people coming from out of the country just to compete at nationals, I, I can see how that can be an issue, right? Um that's a good issue though. You I mean like for, I, I whatever. But like a guy like me or like Lee, right? Um, we're both permanent residents here. So we live here full time. We have full time jobs. We pay taxes. And um, we pretty much have the same rights as a U.S. citizen does, with the exception of the right to vote. But everything else is the same. So and not, not only that, but for like myself, I'm involved in the IAC competing year round at regional contests. It's not like I'm just going to nationals and that's it. Yeah. Um, I think that should be an exception, and I don't see why not. We can get that. Uh, I mean, we got let's pos- we push the boundary us. thing. Yeah, the boundary I thing. I tried, man. And... Yeah. Now we'll let's get. get it. If you guys want to help out, go for it. Yeah, let's do it. I, I absolutely, yeah. dude. If you're a, a permanent resident and you're, you know, putting infrastructure into the IAC, yeah. I understand. Like, if 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 it's like a green card and like it's temporary residency and, and or you know. You're on like a no, job. The green visa. card is a permanent resident. I'm sorry. I, that's not uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, not a green card, but a um like a visa. Um, a job visa, work visa. Mm-hmm. Um Mark is so racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can understand like not wanting <laughs> to allow for that, but like, yeah, you you are a permanent resident. It, yeah. the, that's it's kind of ridiculous to like make that delineation of you and ha- having to be a US citizen. Yeah, so it it's just you know that and a combination of things because it's hard to go to nationals. I mean, you need what, Jeff? Like at least ten days off straight to make it happen. At least you need two weeks. I mean, well, it know. depends how what you what you're going for. But I mean, travel. You know, you got you got to have wiggle room for travel back and yeah. forth. Yep. Well, nationals um, is like seven days, and then you got to do like a three or four day camp before that. So that's eleven, and then a day yeah. for travel, twelve. So yeah, like two weeks. So you're you're. It's a lot of time. It's it's a lot of money to get there. You know, fuel. Registration thousands fees, of hotels. I think well, 2019 was the last time I went to nationals, and I spent like about three grand just yeah. for that. Yeah. So that's about right. Yeah, you're spending all that money, and then on top of that, you know, you, you I'm paying the IAC to compete at a contest that I can't win in. It, it makes no sense. No, it makes no sense. So that, that's kind of that why completely. Like that, that's that's I, I love going to nationals because I I can only get to see like a couple people, you know. Like yeah. Luke and on all of them, like once a year. Aaron, like I don't really get to see him more than once a year. Wait till you meet the other Canadian now, Ryan Chapman. Oh yeah, yeah the guy's like, 
he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. The guy's tremendous. <laughs> but um, it's it's a good time. It's just a, a very expensive good time. You should yeah. definitely come though this year because I'm really looking forward to seeing, um, like all the like right that guy Rhino's just talking about. He's got a Sukhoi now. Mm-hmm. Um, Marco has got a Sukhoi, and Luke's got an SC. So there's a lot of like new things going on. Yeah. Well, what I was really excited and planning. And you got an MX2. Yeah, I I was excited about Worlds. I was trying to go to Worlds as an independent representing the Dominican Republic. Um, But that might not happen anymore. It's becoming too difficult. Yeah. Yeah, too many things working against me for this one. So it's kind of like not meant to be. That's a bummer. We'll make it happen. Yeah, eventually, maybe one one year. We'll see. It's just going to Europe or anywhere else is just so difficult and expensive. So yeah, no, it's crazy, but it's fun. I I think this year is going to be great too because even AJ is getting a new airplane. Oh yeah, when's that yeah. coming? Uh, is it this year? Um, it should be here. I would say in like in a lawn years, probably like six years. <laughs> <laughs> now be here in like four months, four or five months. I what is he getting? Uh, SC. Another SC. Nice. So, um, yeah. Why have one when you can have two? Well, he's going to sell <laughs> the other one, right? I don't know. AJ's a wild card. Hmm. Yeah. So, but um, there's a lot of a lot of cool things. And I think doing that team thing we were talking about would be a lot of fun. Like, there's got to be rules because you can't, like, have a stacked team because then nobody's going to want to do it. Like, if you have, a, like, Rob Goody and Jeff on a team, it's just, mm-hmm. what's the point? So it's almost I, like, what's that? I no, I, I'm just saying, like thinking here. I wish there was like a point system for this whole aerobatic thing, like year yeah. round. You know, you gather so much points, or you qualify in different contests to make it to nationals or to worlds or whatever. Yeah, I think it will make that the sport a lot more exciting. That'd be cool. Yeah, like a qualifier. Qualifying. Yeah, yeah, like anything else, like you know, motor racing. You know, it's a whole year, and then. It's not like nationals. It's like anyone can be national champion, regardless of how many contests they attend. Right. Um, yeah. So there's no like uh, excitement there. I think having like, I mean, not to talk about a weird, totally off topic, but bowling, they just started doing it. I forget how many years back, not not too, too long ago, uh, where they're doing like, you know, teams. There's like a five, six person team and there's like 12 teams right now. And they have like a draft now. And it's bowling, but it's like, but I watched it and it was cool. Um, and I think if we did figure out a way where, because you can't just do one category because it's just not, there's not enough to draw from. But if we figured out a way to create teams and where the point system could be fair and uh, the talent of the team was averaged out, so it's it's competitive, you know, something like that. And I think that would, that would be exciting because you know, like you go to some of these contests and sometimes you're solo and shit, and it's just it's kind of boring. Yeah, I hear you. You know, but um, and then I mean, yeah, even if we were able to like round up like money and get like a prize pool for nationals for like first place team or something, you know, I don't know. So pipe dream. Maybe another yeah. uh, FCS title belt. Well, that's still coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That thing is sick. Is that happening in uh, nationals? Yeah. The guy, uh, Emerson, was was a champ. Um, but I mean, this, then, na- this nationals. Yeah. They're they doing it again. Basically, 
yeah, they the kids they um they bring it back, they sign the back, and then it goes to the next collegiate champion. But okay. I we, we could do another category. Yeah, best looking be cool. mustache. <laughs> best looking mustache. I like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I would like to hopefully try to have, try to do something at nationals with like something team oriented and figure out a system that's you know figure out something that's that can realistically be done and and have fun with it. Not to it's not to be taken seriously, but you know, I think it would just create like a, a little bit of a, a fresh uh, environment around it. You know, and like, I was even thinking the other night, like too, like you can, however you get the teams and whatever, the, whatever the teams are, you have three or four people, but you know, you can have your own coach. Um, so like as a joke, you know, I would totally hit up the Don and try to get the Don to be our coach. He, he wouldn't even have to show up, but just to be able to say that he's our coach. We'll get like a <laughs> cardboard cut out of him or something. Nice. Carry around with us, but like, yeah, it could be fun. It'd be yeah. a lot of fun. I'm um, I'm gonna try and hit as many contests as I can this year. Um, yeah. So I might consider going to nationals again this year too. So come to Wildwoods. Well, it's in May. That might be too early. Um, so I know I'm, I'm not gonna right. be able to make uh, Snowbird. I don't think the airplane or myself will be ready for it. Um, and then Sebring is gonna be tight. Because that's going to give me probably a couple of weeks just to practice, and man, there's a lot of uh, catching up to do. So yeah. I yeah, made a brand new airplane. Yeah, because when, when was the last time you flew the the two hundred two? Oh man! So my last contest in the two hundred two was March of twenty twenty one. So I haven't flown an actual advanced contest since then. Yeah, that's not and, too bad. Uh, it's been a while. And then yeah. I sold the 202 in August of that same year, 2021. Um, but the guy didn't come pick it up until November. So I didn't fly. I didn't touch it from August till November. And I just gotcha. got, I flew it to just, you know, get him checked out. Um, right. But I haven't done any kind of advanced stuff since. Or flown any kind of like uh, high performance airplane really since. Yeah. So. Bummer. Yeah, it's a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, a little bit. I should be excited yeah. though. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Nice. We're excited <laughs> for you, dude. Uh, you, you'll have to keep us posted on uh, when uh, you do the first flight. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, the first flight is going to be straight and level. So, I mean, I can tell you all about <laughs> it if you want. <laughs> no, but just, I mean, hey, a first flight on your new airplane, like no matter what you do, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait to see the, uh, can't wait to see the paint job too. Yeah, it's going to look good. Um, the colors are going to pop, like really pop. So I'm excited to see that too. Hell yeah. Exciting. Part, part of me kind of wanted right. to leave it as it is um, and paint it later maybe, but that was just going to be a whole different process. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. But then you got to disassemble it again and it's like, right. yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to be, I've been waiting for what, three and a half years. What's, what's another month of waiting <laughs> don't say that <laughs> you know <laughs> sure i i have time you guys you know take your time i'll be waiting yeah um hey plus you gotta budget time. you gotta budget some time for other people flying the plane before you do and, <laughs> you know uh, should i should i be worried yes maybe maybe I, mean, talk to, I, don't, I don't know if you're playing or if you're like being do you serious. listen to this show celebrity <laughs> <laughs> has entered the chat <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh my god 
It's so funny. <laughs> all the <laughs> Europeans, all the Europeans that are going to get MX is like, oh, there's another MX in the southeast, so that makes it easier for me. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I'm still shopping for insurance. What I would do is like put um, you're going to have an end number on it, obviously, but put a fake. Um, uh, what was the other end number? What did it start with H something, right? Oh, Hotel India. Yeah. Yeah. Put like a fake Hotel <laughs> India vinyl on it and be like, sorry, it's not in. You can't fly. It's not in and registered. Your license doesn't apply. Yeah, I might do that to my airplane. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> do you have a I'm Dominican put, license? No, but I, I'm going to do Czechoslovakia. Okay. <laughs> Because okay, I have then. a Dominican uh, pilot's license, just just a private one, but yeah, I'll just print one out. Like, Who's gonna know what a Czechoslovakian pilot's license looks like anyway? Yeah, just make it up. Yeah, my my OK number because I I think that's the way that their registration so It's gonna be OK. <laughs> it's gonna be OK dash no. <laughs> <laughs> no ty. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You should just like when you get your insurance policy, just have them write in a, a clause that says that nobody else can fly it, and then just show it to people like, "I'm sorry, man. Like, mm. this is what it is." Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how much more it'll cost just to add someone to it. It's just ridiculous. So well, that's, even... your, that's your responsibility. Not can mine. we ask uh, what around what is was it kind of what is it going to be to insure that thing? Well, um, so two years ago, I was quoted. Eight thousand dollars for it, okay. Which which is reasonable, I believe. Yeah, like a little under two percent. Yeah. Um, in December, I was quoted fourteen five for it. Oh my god! What? Yep. From where? And um, through lab. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna. That, I'm not gonna go there. I'm just gonna tell you what I got. Dime them out. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. And then from a different broker, um, I got about eleven and change. That's been the lowest one yet. Holy shit. Um, and I have a friend of mine that put me in touch with someone that could help me out too, that might get it lower than that. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, but man, it's just, uh, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's a lot more than what I was planning for. So, you know, obviously not, not happy about that, but no, that's a lot. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking nuts. I went through, um, I've been using a Vemco. He gave me a good rate. Yeah, I, I have. That's why. That's why I used. Yeah. So then you got you know you got people saying, well, you know, don't if you're gonna have the hall value, don't you know insure for the whole hall value because like like if you total it, that means you're gonna be dead probably or whatnot. Yeah. Which yeah maybe, but what if you're not? Okay. I so, I, f- I actually extremely disagree with that argument. What is the new wing of an MX two cost? Well, that's the thing, you know, regardless of what happens, if I was to total that airplane, I don't think I would ever, ever be able to get another one. Right. Because it's a long wait, number one. And number two, that airplane today probably costs $600,000 to build yeah. or close to it. And I, that's something I, I could not afford. So no, it's, it's up there. That's yeah. the thing. Absolutely. And, you know, I understand why people say like, if, if you totaled the airplane, then you're likely dead. I, but it doesn't take much to total these airplanes. Now, you know, if a fuel truck backs into that wing, it's, it's going to total the airplane Yeah, and you're going to be, you're going to be just fine standing there being like, shit, I'm not an airplane. So anything like a, like a hurricane, you know, hurricane comes through my hangar or a tornado. 
I'm honestly not going to be in there. You know, it's just going to destroy everything, including the airplane. 100 percent you're in a coastal area of florida like yeah so absolutely um um, couldn't disagree more with that with the idea of not insuring i mean unless you just had like a bunch of income you know expendable income and then like you didn't care then it's like okay yeah i'll get liability on it and just not pay the uh high insurance rate but like oh my god i mean i'm not rich enough to do that by uh, leaps and bounds like i I anything can happen man you can i don't know leave it at someone's hangar at an fbo and then catch us on fire or whatever you know there's millions of uh hangar roof drops on top of it yeah so i'm just like you i I don't agree with you know that argument either um no so you know you might as well ask rob holland yeah he told an airplane lived to tell about it like there i i i I actually think the studies show that you're, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can get into like what element is a higher probability you dying in an airplane or the airplane totaled getting total than you being alive. I, I don't want it. That's that's like a kind of a dark path to go down. But mm-hmm. if you're going to hedge your bets on being dead um, to, as a means to not insure an airplane, I feel like that's that's a, a pretty reckless way to insure an airplane. Right. You know, there's there's tons of ways that can easily total an airplane. I mean, I went through the process when I had a partner ground loop mine. Um, it doesn't take much. I, I'm telling you guys, it, I'm not telling you guys, I'm telling the people listening. You guys it's know. It's better to be safe than sorry, man. That's uh, 100%. That's all I'm saying. So 100%. But it's it's just crazy to think, you know, not only insurance, but the cost of these airplanes to make nowadays. I mean, I just don't, I don't know how, if something was to happen to my airplane, like I'll probably be out. There's no Dude, way. We're, we talk about that a lot too. It's just, yeah. it's obscene. Oh, no. Piper Cub, and that's it. Well, yeah. and that and that's the thing is, you know, and that's going to probably cost two hundred thousand dollars in a couple <laughs> of years, too, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? I, I was listening to you guys talk the other day, the last episode about like the S two C. It's just amazing. I can't believe it costs that much. Yeah, it's, insane. it's, it's, like, it's getting my, nutty. My MX two with two canopies costs less than that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. And and that's why that's I you know I I think it's the ar- it's it's a great argument that um, the MX two in particular is is kind of in a class of its own you know and I I don't know I hope it doesn't cost six hundred thousand because you know in a lot of ways it kind of prices itself at um, a, a little too high to be competitive in the mm-hmm. same market as um, not not as the same market as the NG or I'm sorry as the SC obviously it lives uh, very much. Um, um in that wheelhouse of the sc but you know in terms of two place you know that's like certified two place pricing right yeah so i would love to see it a little bit more competitively priced because i think if you know it's a pipe dream and we've talked about it we talked about it on the last podcast we've talked about it uh kind of i think a few times is that if if that airplane could be 450 and you could get it reasonably delivered uh, or I'm sorry, uh, delivered reasonably uh, or timely, dude. I mean, yeah, but if- also something to consider, Mark. Uh, remember, you can buy that airplane as a kit and build it yourself if you wanted to for significantly less. That's true, but also, uh, but what's the lead time on the kit? That's the other problem. You yeah, know, if it's true, if it's but- two years to get a kit, um, because all all in all, it took you what three and a half years to get your airplane? Three years? Almost, yeah, just over three years. Yeah, so. You know, that's it would be great to see that cut in half. I mean, I, I, yeah, you know. and I, th- I honestly think that's going to change. It's just COVID, man. They they got screwed over COVID. Yeah, 
um, every every single company and every single person in Australia got screwed over. Yeah, they're not they're not happy about it. Of course, well, yeah. a company like that it could kill them. Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, MX is a I would say a very vulnerable company. We've already seen that. You know, <clears throat> we don't want to see them go away again. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a great airplane. I think it's I think it's in a class all of its own with a two seat experimental that that um absolutely there's no argument that it it can stand next to an sc mm-hmm. in world level competition you know there's no other two-seater that can do that yep. and um if if they could get more deliveries and more of these in airplane more of these airplanes in people's hands i think it would be great yeah i would like to see that airplane um you know being sold or or, or the right people buying them you know people that are actually going to they're not going to use it as an RV just to fly around and do no. gentlemen's aerobatics. I want to see people like actually compete and, and, you know, more so that than, than air shows. Like I want to see that airplane competing. Yeah. Um, in the right yeah. hands too. So I don't think it fits that demographic of NG and GB one. You know, I, I, I don't, that doesn't seem to be who's buying them. I, that doesn't seem even the, the MX twos that are in the U S uh, I don't think any of them are being used in that manner. Yeah, I, um, I agree with that. So, it, I mean, the way I kind of see it, like comparing it to, it's like you got your extra and your your um, game bird, right? They're more like a, like a Porsche. You know, it's like a luxury sports car. It's yeah, got all the bells and brand. whistles and whatnot. And then the MX is just bare bones race car. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 not as as pretty. Although they made huge changes with the interior and whatnot. Yeah, um, it l- looks like a different airplane now. Um, but it's still bare bones, you know, high performance, low weight stuff. Yeah. Um, power to weight ratio. It's awesome. You remember it's got the 540, not the 580 on it. So it's just, the performance is just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, definitely that the demographics also, um, it's quite different be- between those. I agree. I agree. Love it. Well, it's exciting stuff to see, dude. Yep. So we're excited for you. Hopefully, hopefully we can see more MXs around at some point. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Looking forward to it. I think I think they're coming. Yeah, me too. Well, let's 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 put a bow on this thing and wrap it up, dude. Alon, this was so much fun, dude. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. Thank this you. Is a good one on canceling me and uh, having me on the podcast. You're officially uncanceled. We didn't even talk. We're gonna have to have you on for part two because um, we really wanted to spend a couple hours talking about Pit Viper, but um, <laughs> we, we didn't even get to Pit Viper. We, we can talk all day about that. <laughs> yeah. We also want to talk to Zivko. Not really you too much. Just Zivko. Yeah. He's right here. <laughs> Is he wearing quiet. Pit Vipers too right now? Oh, well, look course. at the picture on my. Uh... I know. I love it. That's one of my favorite. That picture has is just pure badassery. I love it. Matching um, Hawaiian <laughs> shirts and pit vipers. Yeah. For those that uh, haven't seen this picture, uh, Alon, uh, his uh, Zoom photo is him sitting on the couch with Zivko's dog, and they're both wearing pit vipers and Hawaiian shirts. It's the <laughs> it's just the biggest BDE picture ever. Um, and if there's ever a part two, remember we gotta talk about talk crap about Adam. Oh my I God! Forget. Okay, that. so. We're gonna Andrew write this Rios. down for a part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he's gonna say about this podcast. It's huh? good. Yeah. <laughs> good podcast. <laughs> I love you, Adam. It's just a massive. Um, yeah, five yeah, stars. So we're gonna write a list of uh, 
part two topics. Um, How'd you like the MX too? It was cool. It was cool. It was good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about Adam though. Like if you, if you look at him, he what he flies the MX, what a couple times a year. Yeah, at some random camps for like a week. Yeah, and and just look how well he flies that thing. You know, he, he flies the so, shit out of it. Yeah, so he's a like, talented pilot. Imagine it, it. Just imagine if he had access to the MX and flew it twice a week. Yeah. No, he'd be a force he to be, would regular, be unstoppable, dude. man. Yeah. So agreed. Yeah, he um he needs to fly more. Agreed. So I'm not lending him my MX, but. I thought that's what you were leading into. No, yeah. no, no. He does need to fly more. Adam, you got a hookup, dude. <laughs> new MX. Yeah, right. new MX on the block <laughs> in Florida. I mean, it just couldn't have been a couldn't have been a better match. Yeah, dude. If 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 there's if Adam ever flies your airplane, I will fucking lose it. I will die laughing so hard. <laughs> so funny. He can fly from the front seat. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> the matcha seat. Yeah. I actually got a lot of feedback. I won't say names, but there was um six, at least five people that th- that messaged me on whatever platform going like I would never lend my plane out. And everybody had like a new extra and everything like that. And I'm like, all right, like I get it too. Like, <laughs> but they were like <laughs> angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you spend all of that money and, and time, you know, waiting for yeah, an airplane, dude. it's like, man, you know, like I didn't wait that long to give people rides and lend my airplane. Hell like, no. I want to, I want to fly it. Go enjoy your plane. I want to fly as much as possible. Yeah, I guess. Absolutely. I guess you're allowed to. Yeah. So. Absolutely. The guilt. Yeah. <laughs> I love the guilt when people try to put the guilt on you. Like, Oh, that really works. I'm so, well, I guess we can't, I guess we can't go to nationals now. I guess, uh, I guess you can't go to nationals. Yeah. Well, the best is when you get people to tell you to, to lend your airplane out to another person and they, when they don't have one. That's yeah. that that to me was the kicker. Remember that March? Yeah, it oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm not making yeah. that up. That's a fucking no, that's no that happened. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Um Alon, where can people follow you? Um pretty much the only social media I use is uh Instagram. It's uh Aguayo Aerosports. It's A-G-U-A-Y-O Aerosports. Um that's pretty much all I have, really. Sweet. Considering PRT. starting OnlyFans, but that really didn't didn't have the content for it. Uh, you weren't I, willing. You weren't willing to give you some content. tips. <laughs> um, Mark Mark will definitely give you the tip. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much uh, all I have, and I don't post as much as I used to. But yeah, you can follow me on there and if you have any questions. Shit, about anything, we didn't even always... talk about influencers. We got to do a oh, part two. No, we'll, yeah, we got to do a part two. Don't we even get me do started with. With influencers. Yeah. Oh, I'll get you started. I'm already started. <laughs> I can't. No, that's crazy. We did two hours already, and it, we could do another two hours. It's it's you know what? Maybe we should the three of us should do a fake Instagram account about influencing <laughs> and just be so cringy. Well, that's that's kind of what Adam and I w- were thinking about doing. It's just making fun of everyone in the aviation industry that's an influencer. Oh, and um, let's let's workshop this and and yeah. let's get it we just, started. We need I a good I need a good team to back us up and edit shit for us and you know all all the uh, influencer stuff that we don't have. We need content. Need. Need yeah. Content and one oh, person we can come up with content. Like, we we right, can we right can away. yes absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, check four of us should do it. 
checking my oil, guys. I'm a pilot. Hey, guys, try using this screwdriver because the torque on it is great when you twist it. <laughs> yeah, dude. And if you All buy right. through Amazon through me, I'll get five cents. We yeah. we gotta work. We gotta do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm so in. Yeah, I'm so in. Yeah. Sweet. Anything else, guys? Or are we uh, we sticking a pin in it? There's a lot more, but we gotta add. I gotta go. I know. Uh, we'll do a part two. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, check out Lift Aviation. They're the best. LiftAviationUSA.com. Use the promo code FlyCoolShit at checkout for twenty five percent off most items on the store. Go buy a shirt. FlyCoolShit.com slash merch. Um, and go follow Alon on Instagram. Yeah. Southeast spin training. Daytona, yeah. Sunny Florida. <laughs> yep. That's it. All right, boys. Till next right. time. Thanks, guys. See you later. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 